0: Hey, this is Dr. Bill Sinyard, and this is the Gospel Rant number 135. We're going to be looking at why we feel lonely, more lonely, around the holiday time. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It doesn't mean we're broken or, or messed up. It, it's just the way things are. Nothing hurts us more than relationships and, and the absence of relationships or the experience absence, absence of those connections. So today we're looking about how we can apply the gospel to loneliness, our loneliness that happens during the holiday season. For some, holidays are great. For others, it can be awkward or hard or even toxic. So we're going to be looking at the reasons in this podcast that some of us might feel more lonely during these times. In a 2013 article for Psych Today, Surviving Loneliness Over the Holidays, Guy Winch suggests some helpful strategies to combat loneliness during this time. He says, quote, lonely people dread the holiday season more than any other time of year. Watching everyone around them connect to those they love makes their own feelings of emotional isolation even more profound. Indeed, the holidays can make loneliness feel especially excruciating. Loneliness is not an objective or a quantitative measure of friendship or companionship, but a qualitative one, a subjective feeling of deep emotional or social disconnection or both. That's really important. I'm going to say it again. Loneliness is not an objective or quantitative measure of friendship or companionship, but a qualitative one, a subjective feeling of deep emotional or social disconnection or both. For example, many people might be married and yet feel extremely lonely. Others might find themselves amidst large family gatherings and yet still feel distant, unengaged, misunderstood, or unseen. Loneliness damages us emotionally, physically, and socially, Winch says. He continues, loneliness is not only painful emotionally, but it can have a devastating impact on one's long-term psychological and physical health. Loneliness predisposes us to depression and increases our risk of Alzheimer's disease. It suppresses our immune system's functioning. It stresses our cardiovascular systems. And when chronic, it affects our very longevity. In addition, loneliness also impacts our social functioning. Lonely people often develop defensive coping mechanisms that make it difficult for them to create new connections with others or deepen existing ones. It's natural for those who suffer loneliness to become self-protective and make efforts to avoid any situation that could expose them to further rejection. Further, the rejection lonely people already feel often causes them to have pessimistic and defeatist outlooks and to be skeptical as to whether others are interested in them or care about them. Therefore, lonely people are likely to be reluctant to reach out and initiate contact with friends and acquaintances, have nowhere to go when the holidays comes around, and then feel even more desperate and alone, close quote. Whew, yep. That's about right. So what can you do? Winch makes some suggestions. Again, here, here's Winch. Quote, the only way to overcome loneliness is to take actions that involve emotional risk, which for lonely people is a scary proposition indeed. With that in mind, the suggestions I make here involve relatively smaller emotional risks that have a decent chance of yielding positive results. For those who are socially isolated, it's important to take proactive steps, so that you do not spend the holidays alone. Reach out to friends, family, even distant family, and acquaintances in advance of the holidays. The best way to do so is merely to ask what they're doing for Christmas or the New Year. Such questions usually draw a response and then a similar question from the other person, and consequently an invitation once they hear, I don't have any set plans yet, close quote. Well, I believe that's good advice. Um, I think that's something that can be done. It's doable. I like it. It's baby steps. Uh, Yeah, great stuff. And it's good advice. Now, having said that, from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, I would add, lonely person, and you know who you are, ask God to give you power to begin to feel the height and width and length of the love of Christ for you as you are, not as you should be. It's this perfect love, or really an experience right now, a present experience of that perfect love that can begin to make you feel that there really is a present, experiential, solid relationship with you and him, the triune God, that you can't mess up, that you haven't messed up. There's one relationship that you can always count on. And by the way, with the power of the spirit in your inner being, you can begin to presently enjoy, not perfectly, but noticeably so. It's just that sometimes, honestly, we don't really feel it. So let's begin to change that just a little. How? Well, here's a helpful prayer that could just give you some respite, can give you new energy, new hope, uh, could fill your cup a little, and you can begin to feel a little more power uh, to take those baby steps that Winch suggests. So check it out. God. I'm not feeling honored or cherished or appreciated right now, or this week for that matter. The gazes that I use to tell me how I am doing are measuring me pretty badly. I don't know where I stand with some measurements. I feel dirty. I feel like a failure, like a ghost, like someone that others could just do without. An underachiever. I'm overwhelmed, overcommitted, and overconnected, and yet still feel anxious and lonely. Truth be told, I haven't been really happy for a while. I am not sure what to expect from your eyes either. I've messed up a lot, even recently. I am not the son or daughter that you deserve, that I hope that I would be. I am not sure what I think of me either. It has been a long time since I really felt like a person of great value. So, is it true that you measure me better than that? Did Jesus really purchase that for me? I haven't messed it up. That's the gospel? So then make me know that it is so. Make me feel that now before I go and do something stupid. Make my eyes look up into yours now, please. <sighs> Amen. So look, we just suggested you say it twice a day until New Year's. I do. We do. If your situation is related to a crime or a hurt or a withheld love or honor, or you suspect something that you don't remember happened to you, consider going through the forgiving path this holiday season the Forgiving Path is a healthy, biblical, confidential, scientifically verified tool for any smart device that can provide some healing. Not perfect, that remains for heaven. Those who have gone through the short private and confidential nine stations of the Forgiving Path have reported, get this, a twenty-seven percent decrease in their desire to avoid the person who hurt them. A hundred and forty-nine percent increase in a sense of benevolence and empathy for the person who who hurt them, who wounded them, who withheld love from them. A 53% reduction in their desire for revenge. That's amazing. And an 80% increase in an experience of justice for the hurt. Again, these are not perfect numbers. These are not reconciliation. This is not perfect healing, right? That's heaven. But they are dramatic and noticeable, and they just might make the family gathering a little more enjoyable this year. They may give you a little bit of boldness to step out. Anyway, give it a try or pass this on to someone that you know who is struggling with family issues this year. Check out the video on the website now, www.forgivingpath.com. Use the coupon code HOLIDAY at checkout and get a healthy holiday discount. That's our gift to you this season. And we hope that you have a healthy and safe family gathering this year. Well, we'll see you on the next Gospel Rants. Have a happy holiday.